what's going on on my podcast members whether you're from spotify anchor apple breaker or you're just browsing around on the internet browser uh or any other fucking outlet out there see jizzle and the whistle here to bring you another episode uh it's kind of been difficult to make content i'm not gonna lie but i, I feel like this is gonna be a pretty good one pretty decent one uh, so yeah, we'll get that started right this second. <sighs> so tonight, I went to the grocery store after I was done going to work. And I already had groceries at home. I got those uh, pork chops in the fridge that I have to cook. And they have to be cooked tonight, so... I'm going to have some garlic mashed potatoes with it, and probably going to have some bacon later before I go to sleep. So we're going to get plenty of protein, get our bacon, get our pork chops, get our carbs to give us a little bit more uh, fat. <laughs> no, but seriously, uh, I got to talking to a friend of mine, he's an mixed martial arts uh, fighter, MMA fighter, and <clears throat> he used to come into the gas station on whenever I worked overnight, he'd come in there early in the morning and he used to deliver newspapers, but he uh, works at the hospital right now, and uh, he does MMA in his spare time, so anyways, I asked him when he came in, because I don't really get to see him that often. He does stop in every once in a blue moon. And so I asked him, you know, what do you do for your protein? I want to know. Everybody talks about it, you know. He's got pretty good size arms, but the rest of his body's pretty small. So I'm like, what do you, what do, you do, you know? He's like, well, uh... What do you say? What do I eat for protein? And I said, yeah. And he says, protein. <laughs> and I said, yeah, yeah, I know that. But, you know, you're supposed to have at least 60 grams of protein a day is what I hear. So what does that really look like for you in a normal day? And he's like, well, the first things first is I have a high protein oatmeal in the morning for breakfast. And I'm like, huh. You know, a lot of people, they just get shredded wheat or Fruit Loops. <laughs> but taking in some high-protein oatmeal, it's kind of like cereal, I guess. It's just hot. And, uh, yeah, it's a good way to get your, your protein in. Or you can have bacon and eggs. A little sliver of uh, corned beef hash. See, that's the thing about working out and eating corned beef hash. You really do need all the fats and nutrients from it, but I would only eat like a third of a can or half a can at a time. It's just got so many fats and cholesterols in it. It's high in sodium. But it really kind of completes my breakfast. Corned beef hash, eggs with sauce on top, bacon, and sausage links with hash browns. I mean, I am a fucking fat ass when it comes to breakfast. I want 
cheese all over my hash browns too. Maybe a little small order of biscuits and gravy. <laughs> yeah, when I have breakfast, whenever I go out to eat for breakfast, I have a smorgasbord. I just eat everything. Anywho, he says he eats high-protein oatmeal for breakfast, and then whenever he gets to work, since he works at the hospital, they have these turkey links, these kind of like sausage links. But he has four of those, and he says that's 10 grams of protein each sausage link. So that's 40 grams of protein. <clears throat> and then whenever he gets home or later in the evening, he takes his uh, protein powder. Plus, he pretty much eats other little snacks here and there, maybe some pistachios, maybe, you know. But that's a good solution. I never thought about turkey uh, links like that. I didn't know they were so high in each actual link, you know. So, yeah, that's a good diet plan. You get your oatmeal in the morning, turkey links for lunch, with whatever else you're going to have. And, uh, then a nice steak when you get home, something solid, still protein, maybe a side salad, a spinach salad or something, and uh, then you do your protein powders. It's a good, good plan, but anywho, I'm going to try that plan out. And uh, the good thing about that plan is if you don't burn it all off, uh, let's say you're not really the kind of person that works out on a regular basis, you don't really, it doesn't make you build up a lot of fat. So you're still getting your proteins, but you're not getting a lot of fat. You're not taking in a lot of carbs, you know, staying away from sugars. Anywho, tonight was a pretty good night. I worked uh, with Crystal. It was the Crystal and Clayton show today. Went fairly well. Not really any problems whatsoever. Um, and I'm off tomorrow. So, I gotta wake up tomorrow. I know I've been saying this. For like a week or two now that I need to go get my bike tire changed. But I really do need to. Because, <clears throat> because um, if I don't do it now, I'm not going to be able to do it Saturday. Uh, because they're closed. I do believe. And I've got the money to do it right now so I might as well get it done. Anywho, I went to the uh, grocery store, and they had a 15-pack uh, of these Goose Island Urban Wheat Ale, the 312s. 
They had, had them in cans, 15 pack of cans. And it was about $15, 15 something. It's about a dollar a can. Now, if I buy it in a six pack, like from uh, my job, or if I just buy a six pack of bottles from County Market, it's eight ninety nine for a six pack. So that is a very, very big difference. And it seems like they just taste better out of a can. Really smooth. I feel like they taste better out of a can. Um, and I had five bucks in my pocket, so I put five dollars towards it and ran the rest of it on my card. I made sure I picked up some water, picked up a, uh, a grape Gatorade, the fierce kind, to rehydrate tomorrow. And I got a bag of pistachios. It came out to like 25 bucks. So I really only spent 20 off my card. Not bad. For a whole 15 pack of beer and a thing of pistachios and rehydration. 20 bucks 25 bucks that's not bad I could have bought more junk food more snacks you know but I figured if I do need something to eat I'll just get it tomorrow whenever I'm out and about because if I'd have bought something tonight and brought it home I probably would have ate it and then I wouldn't have ate those pork chops so the sell by date on those pork chops for the 26th. Um, it just literally turned the 29th. But they say you can use shit three to five days after the sell-by date. It's technically just turning the third day. They said as long as it's still pink, still got its color, it doesn't really smell, it's not slimy, then it's still good with pork. I mean, you're going to put it in the skillet and kill off all the bacteria that's growing in it, so. Anywho, I need to smoke some weed. So I've, uh, I've got a buddy. And, uh. Me and him, we used to live close to each other. We used to live right around the corner. Uh, and then whenever he went to high school, like halfway through high school, he had transferred to Chicago, finished out of schooling there, and then had got a job in like Champaign or Urbana. And he's been doing that for a while now. Uh... I had to guess for like the past seven years probably or, or so but uh, he's been married uh, to this girl and from what I from what I heard from what I think I know he says that they've got a house together and uh, anyways I kind of had a suspicion that he was living with his mom you know, because in the past he had sent me some videos that, you know, in the background it looked like 
he was in Chicago, which is where his mom lives. And tonight, whenever he, me and him were talking, voice uh, chatting back and forth, he told me that he was going to be living with his mom for a couple more months, and then he was going to be moving uh, to Ohio. And uh, the first thing that hit my mind is, what the fuck is in Ohio? You know, I mean, <laughs> honestly, I mean, uh, it's probably just like Illinois. Nothing really special that's going to be there. Whether you go to Dayton, Ohio, Columbus, Ohio, Cleveland, Ohio, uh, it's all the same. Now, if you're taking a job opportunity and they tell you, oh, you got to go to Ohio, then that's kind of a little bit different. But <clears throat> if you have a house back in Illinois and you're going to Ohio, you got to wonder about paying the taxes on it or selling it before you move. So I don't know if him and his wife did sell it uh, or if they got a divorce, you know, he's going through a divorce right now. That's what it, that's what it kind of sounds like to me. I feel like he's going through a divorce, which if it is that is the case that really is fucking terrible it's really terrible I mean going through a breakup with a girlfriend is terrible but getting with somebody that you think that you're going to be with for the rest of your life and then it just doesn't work out that's pretty fucking terrible you literally put all your eggs in one basket and that's the part that sucks you know, and I don't know. He could still be with her. He could. They both could be moving to Ohio together. I don't know. But it just seems strange because they would both have to get a job opportunity somewhere. Now they both make good money now at this company that they were working together at. So I'm just really sitting in the dark, you know, and it it kind of sucks because I'm his best friend, and you know, I don't really like sitting in the dark and wondering. But I hope that whatever he's going through in his life, that he can figure it out. And to just know that you can't go chasing rainbows. And what I mean about that is literally that. I mean, when somebody tries to chase a rainbow, it disappears and the pot of gold that they were chasing before isn't really... Uh, nowhere to be found you know the grass isn't always greener on the other side so I mean it could be <clears throat> it could be but when there's a drought it's really rare it's really and right now the economy's in a drought everybody's in a drought financially uh, opportunistically you know in our state, in Illinois, there's 400,000 people without a job. And if you do the math, uh, Governor Pritzker's wanting to raise taxes on small businesses to get them to fund for people to get jobs. And there's a huge problem with that. First of all, small businesses are already being gouged. 
but you want them you want them to pay for people to have opportunities is what you're saying and you can't give everybody the same opportunities as everybody else because that's called socialism you know that doesn't work so there has to be somebody that's bigger and better they're higher up on the totem pole in the company they're more experienced they get more pay or you know you can't give 400,000 people the same opportunity it just doesn't work so to sit here and say we're gonna give 400,000 people jobs that don't exist isn't gonna work and uh, so anyways sounds good at the time certain things always sound good but you should really uh, sit back and reevaluate decisions in life because some decisions have irrevocable consequences you can't take it back you know you're gonna have to deal with the consequences regardless it's kinda like you know when you sit there and you think about how you really wish you would have spent more time on yourself but you really wasted away on other people and now you're on your deathbed and you can't get that back you know that's irrevocable consequences uh, when you kill somebody and you're like damn I really wish I wouldn't have well you did you know you can't really take that back so I um I don't really know what the answer is for certain people but I always um <clears throat> when I have to make a decision I generally think about it and think about the pros and cons and if the uh, pros outweigh the cons then obviously I uh, consider it more but I don't just say okay yep we gotta do it I still continue to evaluate it and say well, maybe this really isn't the right decision for me. Maybe this isn't where I need to go. And then if I still think that that is afterwards, after I've tried to convince myself, then I'll make a decision to move. You know, it's like right now, if I wanted to move to California, I wouldn't just up and move to California. Even if somebody said, hey, there's a job here, uh... We'll pay you forty grand a year to come and stay here. I still don't know if I would make that decision. That's that's uh, damn near twice as much as what I make now. But the cost of living is different. The opportunities might not be there. You know. And you gotta up and move all your shit to another state. 
you know, if it doesn't work out, then you gotta move all your shit all the way the fuck back. Then you got to go through all the headaches of transferring all your driver's license shit, you know, uh, your school records, if you have to get a hold of them, your transcripts from high school, if you have to get a hold of those, your birth certificate, if you have to get a hold of that, you know, I mean, there's so many things that moving out of state. It's just kind of a pain in the ass sometimes. You gotta really evaluate whether it's worth it. And, uh, you know, as much as I want to get out of this state right now, as much as I thought about it, Arizona sounds great, California sounds great, Nevada's even been sounding good. I'd love to uh, live in Oregon State if I had some land there. Where I could put a house, but that land there is expensive. It's one of some of the most expensive land I think. In Arizona, I can get two acres for five grand. I mean, but um, you know, living in Reno, Nevada, probably isn't bad. I've considered living outside of Reno, or maybe living by the Lake Mead area, out in the middle of nowhere. About a hundred miles from Las Vegas. But then you gotta think, all the jobs and opportunities are in Vegas. You know, unless you get a little side shop somewhere, a little hole in the wall job. But Williams, Arizona is pretty nice. They got a Circle K there. Um. They've got a train depot there that you can literally take to the Grand Canyon for the day or for the week or whatever. And then take it back. You know, and the train station is right around all the restaurants and and uh, you got tourist attractions in Williams, Arizona. And Bill Williams Mountain is actually close to there. And with the rest of Arizona being 113 degrees and shit, Bill Williams, Arizona, Bill Williams Mountain in Williams, Arizona, has been 77 degrees in the daytime and about 40s or 50s at nighttime. So it's the perfect temperature, you know, year-round, except for when winter comes. It gets fucking really cold up there on that mountain. It snows. It gets down to negative 20 and shit or more. <clears throat> so then that's whenever you leave the mountain area and go down to the flat plains and shit. You know, like Tucson or Phoenix. Uh, Flagstaff, Arizona. Those are probably places that are a little bit more warmer. And you wouldn't have to travel halfway across the con continent to get to a warm spot. You know, a lot of the snowbirds that live in Illinois will go down to Florida in the winter and then come back up. Because it's too hot there in the summer, it's too cold here in the winter. 
but over in Arizona and Utah and stuff, you can find certain places where up in the mountains it's perfect in the summer, and down in the flatlands it's perfect in the winter. So, getting ready to crack open my uh, second beer. <sighs> but, um, you know, the whole point of me moving to California was because of the game warden opportunities. I get paid more. They hire a lot more of them than any other state. And there's a lot of beautiful scenery around there to be a part of. So, a lot of forests and stuff in California. There's a lot of marine life in California, a lot of hunting in California. So it's really diverse, you know. You come somewhere like Illinois, it's not really so much. You have your hunting, and you might have like fishing around the Great Lakes area or, you know, whatever, but... Anywho. I, um... I've had people that have moved to Indiana. And, uh, I'm like, I don't know why. And I was talking to my co-worker about that earlier today. Why do people move to Indiana? And she says, well, that's where all the meth heads and crackheads move to. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> Same thing with Iowa. Like, who the hell wants to move to Iowa? There's nothing there. It's like farmland and shit in Iowa. She said, well, I want to move to Wisconsin. She's thinking about moving to Wisconsin. And I'm like, that would be a beautiful place. You know, it's close to Canada. It's close to the Great Lakes. It's really beautiful there in the wintertime. It'd be a good place to live. It's not too far from the Dells in certain areas. Wisconsin Dells is a great place to go on vacation. Um... Anywho, the thing about it is, you don't really know where life is going to take you. That's how I live my life. I live it by the seat of my pants. And even if it sounds good, it could be one of the worst decisions that you've ever made. You know, or it could be the best thing that you've ever done. But it's a decision that you're going to have to live with for the rest of your life. It's going to, you're going to remember it. So it's going to make an impact on who you are, how you live, uh, whether you have any friends around where you live, whether you can make some new ones, uh, who you can, uh, become an acquaintance to professional wise 
not not knowing your surroundings in a new place is pretty crazy too. But um, there's a there's a part of me that thinks if you really want to, it really eats away at your brain so much to where you think it's such a good idea, then do it. But if you even have the smallest inkling of an of a thought that mm, this might not work out so well. You should probably follow your first instinct. I mean, because it's usually the right one. And, I don't know, maybe he did get a divorce and he's going to stay with some people, some family there, or roommates or whatever, some friends maybe he had in school. I don't know, but... If that's the case, that's just stupid. Picking up all your shit and moving to a place with people that you don't really know just to be roommates with them in another state is a stupid idea, let me tell you. <laughs> Having a roommate in general is a stupid idea. I've known a lot of people that have had family and friends that they've been roommates with and it just turned them into enemies. You know, but um, whatever choice you make, just know it's your choice, and that you can't turn it back around and say, "Oh no, I'll take that back. I don't want to do this." You know, now you gotta do it. Now you're stuck in another state, working a job that you don't like either. And you don't fucking know anybody. You know, I mean... Honestly, the best place to probably live is in Chicago. Uh, I know that the rent is so expensive there, but it's not that much more expensive. It's probably the same as living in Champaign and Urbana. But if he doesn't have a roommate because he's divorced now, then that kind of falls into a whole other category. So, I understand, regardless, no matter what decision he makes, no matter what kind of situation he's in, I know that he's going to make the right decision. So... And it'll give me a reason to visit Ohio. So, I hadn't really thought about going there. Um, but if I have to go there to see my best friend, then I guess I'll be going there. <laughs> Maybe I can take, take a little stopover whenever I start van life, and that'll be one of the places that I stay a couple nights catch up on shit and you know that's the cool part is when you meet up with people years later and you get to see how much progress they really made or you get to see how much they've fallen down the hole 
But um, uh, I wish the best for everybody in life. No matter who you are. I hope that we all make it. I want everybody to find true happiness and to succeed. But I want my brothers and my family to succeed first. And I really, really hope that... Uh, He finds real passion and finds real purpose in life with this move and that his endeavors in the future are greater than what I'll ever have. I hope that he has a brighter future than I do. I hope that uh, he succeeds with everything that he, do he does. So, um, I never want to see my brothers uh, fall down or have to make difficult choices or have to suffer. It really kind of hurts me as a person to see my brothers uh, suffer. So, And I hope that if he really does ever need somebody to truly talk to about things, deep, deep down things that's really bothering him, that he can just call me on the phone and talk to me about it, you know? I was there for him, um a lot throughout middle school and high school to give him advice about being a young teenager and a young male if he needed advice about girls or what music to listen to or what clothes to wear and what not to wear in the American culture he, he you know I was his guy so I hope that we still hold that friendship and if he ever needs any advice or any anybody to just talk to and vent about shit that he can get a hold of me and it's not easy talking to somebody and telling them that you think less of yourself that you really need help on getting your bearings straight and finding out who you are or that you really need advice on what to do next it's really hard to ask people for that a lot of people don't have it in them there's nothing wrong with with being able to say I need your advice on this and I hope that he can like I said just pick up the phone if he ever needs any uh, anybody to talk to I know times can be really depressing 
even if you're with somebody, even if you have a spouse or a girlfriend, you can have relationship problems and you can't talk to anybody about it because you're afraid that it's going to get back to your spouse. Well, not with having a brother. It doesn't happen that way. So, certain things you can tell your brother. Sexual things, you know, sexual advice that you can ask a brother. Or what they think about this, this girl that they're with without it getting back to them. That's just the brother code. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for him, even though I don't think that there's really shit in Ohio, but I'm really excited for him to find out whether there is or not. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm really excited to hear back from him a year from now or two and ask him how he likes it you know what kind of shit is there to really do there maybe he'll move back by then who knows but um it just seems like he's moving far 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 away and we already live right now he's in Chicago you know, that's like a fucking four-hour drive. <laughs> but four hours isn't really a long ways away. You know, if I had a car right now, I'd drive to Chicago tomorrow on my day off just to fucking hang out with him again. Before he does move to fucking, you know. Because four hours really isn't a long drive. Now, four hours down and four hours back up, then yeah, that's kind of a long drive. But, because that's like eight hours. But, I don't know. I know a lot of people passing through certain states that, eh, if it just took a four-hour detour, they definitely would do it. So, it's going to be really exciting. Not just for him, but for whenever I get my van and I start going on road trips. Maybe he can get some vacation time and I can get some vacation time at the same time and I can pick him up along the way and we can go uh, do some exploring together, maybe. <laughs> get into making my YouTube videos and living van life. See how much shit I can see and do along the way. But see, the good thing about traveling around in a van is if I don't like a spot, I can move. If it isn't working out in uh, California, I can move to Utah. If it isn't working out in Utah, I can go up north to Wyoming. You know what I mean? I don't know. I think there's a real art form or whatever you want to call it to trying to set your roots. That's what I call it, setting your roots. When you move somewhere, 
you buy a house, you have a wife, you have kids, you're setting your roots. Or even if you're you're single and you move, you're really starting to set your roots somewhere else, you know. So it has multiple meanings. You can be setting your roots to start a family or you can be setting your roots to uh, grow for yourself. But you really want to make sure that those roots are planted somewhere that's good. Um, plant them in a neighborhood that's good, a state that's good, a city that's good. You don't want to get there and then realize you hate your neighbors, you hate your state, you hate your city still. Your, your job that you just got that you transferred to is shit. You know, you're not making really that much more at all. And maybe the taxes are higher there. I mean, I don't know. But the crime rate is pretty high there in Ohio, especially in Cleveland. And a lot of people say, yeah, but Chicago has got a high crime rate too. Well, yeah, but there's certain little districts in Chicago that's its own little bad area. In places like Cleveland, Ohio, Baltimore, Maryland, shit like that, it's just kind of scattered throughout the whole city. So be careful about what fucking side street you're going down and watch a... Uh, Watch around you for people that have a gun. <laughs> a lot of people say, well, if somebody pulled a gun on me, I just give them whatever they want. And that's easier said than done. There's a lot of people that have given people what they want, and they just get shot. So... I think it's a fine line, you know, if they're up close to you with a gun and you can disarm them and you get the opportunity to, then perfect. It's either that or risk dying, you know, so, but if they're further away from you and you don't have a gun, <laughs> don't take a knife to a gunfight, you know. Try and lure them in closer. And then once they do get closer, then you can take their gun. The only way that criminals get caught is either being lazy or stupid. Those are the only two ways. Whether it's caught by the police or whether I catch you, they only get caught from being stupid or lazy. So, if I tell them, oh yeah, I've got my wallet right here in the back seat of my of my car or oh I got my wallet in the trunk. Come over here and get it out or you know then when he comes over to get the money that's when all the fun happens because as soon as you pull that money out of the wallet he's focusing on the money. And if he ever sets that gun down, hmm at any time <laughs> so you know there are certain times when I would fight somebody with a gun and there are certain times where I would try to get the fuck away 
if you're in a car, you should probably just stay in your car. <laughs> Baltimore, Maryland is really fucking bad. I heard it's like the top murder capital of the world. I know they say Chicago is, but again. <clears throat> There's a place in close to Baltimore, Maryland. It might even be in Baltimore, Maryland. It's called uh, Leakin Park. And not like the fucking band either. It's spelled L-E-A-K-I-N. And there's so many bodies buried in that park that the locals think it's haunted. And they had to close off certain sections of it because they were finding bodies and shit. And they were finding people late at night at 3 in the morning just sitting on random little trails in their car. So... Anywho, it's dangerous really anywhere you go. What I've realized here lately, you always got to watch over your back. Always. No matter what. I don't care if you're taking your trash out. Because people, they try and find opportunities. They try and sit outside and study your schedule and see, okay, yeah, he takes his trash out in the evenings on every Thursday. So I'm going to rob him, you know. He's going to come out to take that trash out, and I'm going to fucking rob him. Or they see you come home at 3 o'clock every day. You drive your car up there. It might be a nice car. Might be a shitty car, whatever. As soon as you pull in that driveway, he knows that for one, you come home at that time every day. And for two, he knows that you're going to be vulnerable on the time that you have to leave the car and get into the house. And I've seen a lot of videos about people that just that, you know, they got robbed, they took him inside their house, taped him up and shit, and then took all their shit. Did shit to their wife or girlfriend. It was crazy. People do crazy shit. My bad. That was a notification. Well. I'm getting at about 46 minute mark. So I guess I'm going to make another podcast. One more. And... Uh, what the fuck was I... Oh, I'm going to have to grab another beer. And uh, then I'm going to call it a night. I still got to go in there and cook something to eat. And uh, all that fun stuff. So, anyways, I am going to make another podcast right now. So, tune in for the next one uh, to hear some more shenanigans anyways see jizzle and the whizzle signing off